This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey, you're listening to Adulting with Horses, the best place to be if you can't be at the barn. We are your co-hosts and equine authors, Heather Wallace and Natalie Keller-Reinert. As crazy horse girls, we don't take ourselves too seriously in the saddle or out. We celebrate the things that make us different. Join us as we talk about horses and pop culture and get a little weird in a fun way. Thank you for being a little weird with us. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, I know. Well, equine affair, it's like we were so gung ho for a couple days and then we were separated. And now I don't get to see you for a minimum six months. No, because February, well, I hope. February. It, it's on my list yes. to work on this week and it's still only midday Thursday. So I could still work on our, our personal appearance um, today. I Yeah. I talked to Glenn and I told him the weekend I thought I was coming. So I'll, I'll message you and see if that okay. works for you. Um, because I'm browbeating him. I want him to take me on a drive. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, there. I think he should take both of us on a drive. And I think we should record the whole thing. <laughs> I think so. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that will mm-hmm. go really, really well. Um, he was thrilled but with us. By oh, way. well, we're thrilling. Yeah, he was like but, blown away. And I was just like, and then I was like, wait, am, should I double check the numbers? <laughs> like, <laughs> does he think I'm lying? <laughs> it's always worth checking. But um, yeah, he was really happy. So hopefully, yeah, hopefully things, we stay on that. And I just had a meeting with somebody who I'm thinking about hiring for my timid writer Ooh. social media to like help me like focus content and get like marketing stuff and like all that. And if she does well with it, I think I'm just going to give her the podcast. Oh, totally. Yes. My feelings won't be hurt. Yeah. Oh, no. I feel like you you don't want to do it, really, right? I'm, I don't want to do I'm, it. I mean, yeah, somewhere in the back of my head, I want to do it. But, you know, I got a lot of stuff in the back of my head. Well, so for that, we can always have her like she can schedule stuff out and then be like and and, and have us approve and write the po- the captions and like so she could do as little mm-hmm. as much as we want, but she could like focus it all out. And so that way, all I think that's a worthy investment. Yeah, we need somebody that's going to so. build the audience through the social media. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, because like that's one thing that I think we'll if we focus on, we'll have mm-hmm. so much. So many followers. Um, I like your idea about us talking about the books more. I think we should do some of that at least every other episode where we're doing like our own ad. Yeah, we could do that. Or like even if it's not an ad, it's like something we're talking about new releases. Yeah, I think it would be nice. I mean, we easily both of us could do a quick like catch up on what our businesses are doing, you know, where you mm-hmm. could you could even share, you know, some of your crazy bodywork news and you could also say I'm working on a draft of this or I'm having a sale on that things like that um so it's you know just like everything else that we do it's really organic so yeah well we could even wrap it in like we could have an adulting one and then we could have like a little business win or like a business mm-hmm. update absolutely or like I mean that's part of adulting right is you know that what I mean managing 16 businesses <laughs> right we could we could even call it like 
the books like something alliterative like like instead of adulting wins it could be like book bests or something stupid well i guess if the book (laughs) thing turns out then we'll have to come up with something anyway yeah i did send a message to jean um just reaching out and seeing like if she was still interested if she wanted to get on a call Mm -hmm. to discuss um so hopefully i have that and then i sent out a message to risa um and I was like, hey, just want to follow up on, like, everything we talked about. You know, let me know if you want to meet up or get in touch about that. Um, so we're going to potentially try to meet up for, like, a 30-minute call next week or the mm-hmm. week after. She definitely wants to do something. I don't know how much money she's got mm-hmm. in her disposal, but I, she definitely wants to do something collaborative. So we'll see what she comes back with. Um yeah, but promising yeah, nonetheless. And I have your check in the mail to you for like 400 and some bucks, so. Yay. Don't worry. That's already well earmarked. Oh, it, no. <laughs> I Yeah, I'm spending money before I have yeah. it. Trust me. I have bills. <laughs> um, I just had to book my flight to Iceland. No. So. I know. But, I, I mean, that's covered under the retreat fee, you know, but still had to put out an advance yeah. for that. No, I'm like, people are texting me about Christmas. I'm like, do not text me about Christmas. That is not a discussion I am having. What do you want for Christmas? I want tractor supply gift cards. That's. Oh, gift cards are the like, best gifts. Yeah, like, don't, don't, don't try to guess. Don't send me a sweater I don't want. Just leave me alone or give me a tractor supply gift card. Those are the options. And leave me alone is a fine yep. option to take. But. By the time I get to this time of year, every year, I am so burned out and anxious that I can't consider Christmas at all. <laughs> it happens every year. doesn't matter what. It just... Oh, see. Yeah, I've got I've got the kids mm-hmm. are still little yet, so they're really into Yeah, Christmas. and I don't mind buying for kids, and, but I don't really yeah. need my in-laws like on my case about what I want for Christmas. Nothing. I want you to leave me alone. That's my Christmas present. Don't talk to me. Don't perceive me. <laughs> <laughs> don't perceive me i um i actually had a real-time conversation with my mother-in-law just the other day and i said well what do you want to do i said we've got the kids right do you want to just focus on them this year and get each other something small and she said yes that sounds great and i said perfect because <laughs> then i mean i i love my mother-in-law but i don't need another no. sweater i'll never wear in the wrong so. size again really yeah yeah, she's pretty good for the most part, but honestly, if it's like I have an Amazon wish list and it's not necessarily stuff you have to buy on Amazon, it's just so I can like keep mm-hmm. it all in one place. And it's all having to do with me and the horses. Let's be honest. Get me an Amazon gift card, get me a like a Smart Pack yeah. gift card, a Coro Shop gift card, like just let me sh- get it for myself. Real. If I have a Dover gift card, I sit on that until all the clearances come out and then boy, I fill up that cart. I'm like, look at all the stuff I got. I'm so smart. <laughs> yeah. Well, and have you been using all the stuff that you I got at Equine it. Affair? Oh, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the promotional stuff. Yeah. Um, actually, yes, I have had a lot of fun with the stuff I got at Equine Affair. And I'm actually really impressed with myself for, number one, for buying it. Because as we both know, I have a tendency to be very thrifty, but hopefully not penny-wise, pound-foolish. I try to spend my pennies very well. So I got the Cavallo hoof boots for Ben 
because he's used to really sandy soil and up here in North Florida, I have more clay and it's much harder. So I tried him out in the hoof boots and it was just wonderful. Oh, I was so right? thrilled. And you know, I always thought they would be difficult to use. I thought, who's going to have the time to wedge on hoof boots? Oh my God. It's so much faster than like polo wrapping. It's it's oh like in God, the same yeah. vein as popping on galloping boots. It's just, you know, you s- it, it just slips right on. If it doesn't slip on, it doesn't fit. So that's good to know. It slips right on and you do two Velcros and you're done. The boot is on. And he never gave it a yeah. second thought. He never cared. I was like, what's he going to do? Nothing. He's going to do nothing. I did the same thing with Delight when we first took him barefoot after I got him. And I got the Cavallo Trek boots, which are the ones mm-hmm. I recommended to you. And we took him for a walk around the neighborhood. He not only didn't care about them, but he actually was walking with a little bit of a happy step. Like he loved them. So now I keep one in my trailer. If he loses a shoe, yeah. if we go on a trail ride, I put it I on. love that. I love that. And I'm going to start taking Ben for walks finally. Um, so I'll be able to do that because our the main road is Lime Rock. And that would be really hard for him. But with these boots, he'll be able to do it. So... I'll be able to take him for hand walks and introduce him to the neighborhood finally, and he'll have boots on. So that'll be really, really fun. That's so exciting. And what else did I get? And yes, you fixed I your fixed saddle. saddle. Because you are so perceptive and wonderful at saddle fitting. <laughs> and I still live in 1990 where you just have a saddle in the back of your truck and it goes on every horse regardless. So that doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and I got the saddle tree that you recommended for the baits I'm riding in. And he just moved right out. It was night and day. Just like night and day. And you're going to see he builds some muscle where he didn't right. have it before. So you're going to end up having a better, I healthier horse. I am thrilled. I'm so Yay. excited. Like those are the, you know, I told you when I bought this stuff, I was like, I can't believe I'm buying things. But, and I'm very broke right now because of it. But the, you know, what matters more than my horse being happy? Like nothing. I nothing. can eat noodles. My horse needs to be happy. He's my responsibility. So I'm really happy with it. Oh, I spent my whole savings <laughs> on on Delight's yeah, new saddle. Right. Like my whole savings. And now I'm, I'm well, I might, I might have an ulcer, but right. he's happy. And so your ulcer that. is so much more manageable than his. So, yes. I mean, it works out. Exactly. And I don't bite nearly as much as he does when he's uncomfortable. <laughs> so, um, it's definitely the better. You prevented better ER visits, um, untold billing, you know. So you really oh, yeah. you saved yourself as an investment in your future as well. And your family's future. That's true. He does have a nice little <laughs> <buck>. right? <laughs> He's a nice little You're like happy I little can be buck. around for years to come <laughs> to take care of my family. Um, or I cannot buy the saddle. Those are the options. <laughs> And you know what the nice thing is too, um, because I I put in the money for the custom panel. So like recessed shoulders, he's got uh, a, like a rear wedge because he's got a smaller back. So like there is no pressure on his lower back whatsoever. Like this boy has no <laughs> excuse. Um, and I could probably no, I'll definitely have the saddle for like mm-hmm. his whole life. So. And and further, like I will again. I think I've said this before, but like my saddles will be, if I were to be buried, they'd be buried <laughs> with me. Like they'll be heirlooms. I do. I'm appreciative of the advances in science and culture and saddle fitting 
that you can do something like have a 100% comfortable saddle and not go, eh, that's a problem with, you know, eh, everything's got a little eh to it. I'm appreciative that this exists. What I want to see is 100% or 50% customizable saddles so that you have done all this work to make him comfortable. And if in 15 years you have another horse who doesn't need the rear wedge, for example, that's something that should be fairly easily altered so that... Well, actually, I'm so glad. We we need to have my friend Sabina on because they actually have a saddle that they're making that it can be customized by the horse mm. owner. Um, so that's something yeah. to talk about in maybe a future episode because she's dying to come on I and think talk to us. That If that were to become the norm... Um, and it wasn't too difficult, or maybe you could pay somebody a little bit if it was kind of difficult, because I swore a lot of swears whilst changing the gullet on that Bates. And it's the second yes. time I've done it in, you know, six weeks time. And it didn't go great. And I was quite angry with it. And at one point, I walked away from it. <laughs> uh, and it was very emotional. So it would be great if it was either not like soul crushingly difficult to do or if somebody could do it for say I don't know 50 bucks <laughs> well and you know it's one of those things too like with the more customizable it is right you have to have the education of the rider with it because they might customize right. it incorrectly right so there is that that they're battling um or that I would be as somebody who evaluate saddle fit for a living that would be something i would be concerned about it would be somebody because i just got a message from one of my clients i adore him immensely um it's been over a year since he's had his saddle evaluated and he did get a new saddle and he it's been wonderful for him and his horse so now he wants to invest in like a long-term more high-end saddle and the question he shot me was should i get a shin pad temporarily before buying a new saddle. And I said, well, why? Like, if your saddle is currently fitting you and your horse well, why would you add in a shim? Because that's going to mm -hmm. just rock the boat. Like, what makes you think you need the shim? And I'll tell you right now what's alarming is that is most people's opinion is like, they want a Band-Aid fix. They want, oh, we'll just try this. We'll try that. But sometimes they make the problem worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just try this and that. That's what how I'm fixing up my house, right? Like... We have a back doorknob that's kind of messed up and it finally has made it very clear it has to be replaced or we can't use the back door anymore. I'm not at all mad that I spent a year slamming <laughs> that door shut and forcing it to work. I bought a year of extra life out of that dead doorknob and I'm not pissed. Um, but that is not how I should approach, say, saddle fit. I should not try to buy another year out of something by slamming it and making it work better by adding yeah, let's pieces. Not let's not that. force the issue. It's it's got it's either right or it isn't, I guess, is the thing with with something on an organic being like a horse. Yeah. Well, and it's nuanced mm -hmm. too, right? Cuz like you can have it evaluated and you can have everything as wonderful as can be, but then the horse itself also right. has a say. Right? I have um I use this as a prime example. I went to do an evaluation on a, a woman's horse. She was concerned the horse was showing spine, uh, signs of kissing spine. And I went to go put the saddle on the horse. And 
the horse saw the saddle and reared. Like, oh my goodness. It, it was bad. It was really, really bad. That was the most aggressive response I'd ever gotten. So the woman started crying. Now, yes, sure, this could have been any saddle, right? No, because we took out a different saddle, one that I had looked at after I'd measured this horse and said, you know what, this is probably going to be a good fit. And I went to put it on her. Not only did she not rear, she actually fell asleep with it on her, just started dozing. So like, trust me when I say that animals have an opinion <laughs> about what's going on their backs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben's thing, I'm, I admit, I've only ridden him twice since I came back. Um, I don't even know what I've been doing. Oh, I had to go to Tallahassee. Oh, I went on that cruise. That's right. That happened. Oh, yeah. Just that tiny well, it little was thing. So short. You know, it was three nights and all I did was drink. So... Do I remember it? Okay, stop. You're literally making me cry. <laughs> like, why are you bragging? I had to go on it. You Bitch. know, it was uh, the, I was using up the credits from my 2020 uh, European cruise that didn't happen and then got rescheduled for 2021, but then didn't, or 2022, but didn't happen because of a war. So yeah, my, my pestilence and war cruise <laughs> was the leftover bits were this three-night Bahamas thing, which it was actually quite nice. Um... But so, so I've only ridden twice, but Ben had gotten really bad about mounting, which was new. He'd always been a little like, eh, do I want you to mount? Maybe I'll walk away, you know, that kind of thing. But he was like, how about you never get on me, you know? And I was like, uh, this is new and bad. So I'm, I'm anxious. I'm going to try to ride this afternoon and see if that has eased up. Or what, you know, because otherwise under saddle, he's moving completely differently from the way he was, which, which was like literally just pogo stick horse. It was insane. So now I would just like him to be okay with me mounting, you know. So so that started after you changed the gullet? No, that was still, that's like a continued behavior. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it's mm -hmm. anticipatory. Yeah. Well, good news, I'm coming in February, so we can see if there's something physical going on where, like, if he, because he might have, like, a right. sternal rotation. I mean, there's a lot that could be happening there that might be difficult for when you mount, because when we mount, a lot of, you know, a lot of times we're obviously putting our balance up and over, and um, sometimes when they anticipate that, they just Yeah, and away. the good news is that if I continue to ride three times a month between now and February... It's like no time, you know, it's not like it's, I'm it's not like really not waiting. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I don't expect you to wait. Um, oh, my God, please. I So I got this new saddle, right? And I'm like, this is so exciting. And it was a week late due to the weather. And I get it. And I'm like panting over it. It's so, so beautiful. And I go to put it on Delight. And Delight throws his body at you when you go to tack him up because he anticipates mm. it hurting because of past experience. Now, at this point, it's behavioral because w if I take him outside and do it in the arena, he's completely fine. But on the cross tie or in the stall, he is like, he'll throw a hip at you. He'll he'll try to bite and kick mm, you at the same okay. time. Like it's, you know, and we've obviously had him evaluated and everything's fine. So the second the saddle's on, he's like a puppy dog, right? Um, so I just put the saddle on him. I didn't put it exactly where I wanted it to go because, again, he's, like, <laughs> trying to bite and kick me at the same time. Um, and so I just took him to Grace. I took him on a walk and I just left the saddle on. So he was associating the saddle itself with doing mm, fun things. I like that. Be 
Yeah, because I think for him, and I know he's going to be fine. He's not going to try to buck me off personally. He's never tried that. Um, but he anticipates the arena work, the saddle to be um, uncomfortable. He experiences pain when he's being ridden uh, in the past. And so everything I've done up to this point is to kind of go back to the beginning and retrain right. his brain. So he looks forward to it. So he asks to be ridden and he has. So all of that goes and includes the tacking stuff too. So I'm just kind of using positive reinforcement and kind of just slow but steady. So I haven't ridden him in the new saddle. I'm really looking forward to, but I don't want to I'm going to do that this afternoon. I'm going to take Ben down my driveway that has some grass to be eaten and uh, I'm tack him up first and let him walk along and do that. I love that idea. And I'll have to take Manny too. Thank you. So I will have Ben in one hand. <laughs> Your emotional support. Ben's point. emotional support. <laughs> point. We, I couldn't possibly leave him alone. He'd be like, Meh. so yeah. Manny is a problem because like I love Manny and he's hilarious. Uh, he forgets things. He, like, he has no retention. So like uh, if I move, I, I use I use electric fence in different configurations, right? To like change where they're allowed to be turned out and things like that. I um, I moved a gate and it, the gate has been moved for a solid week. But the, yesterday, Ben walked out of the open gate and went out into the main pasture area. And Manny was just beside himself. He could not remember where the gate was. <laughs> He's like, it must be right here. It wasn't even he wasn't even running up and down where a gate had been. It was just the closest area to where Ben was. And he just could not imagine going up to an open spot and galloping through it <laughs> just because it would have been too away. far away from his yeah. little boyfriend he just i he's a very special 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 horse <laughs> like <laughs> he's a special teacher <laughs> Aww. or you need a third horse you know something that's going to keep him busy while you take ben out yeah you want to murder no, me? I, no, you know I know you're right. I know that's how it works, right? Like I feel like if I ever reach the point where I, I really wanted to take Ben to shows, which I I don't know if that'll ever really come to fruition. Um, but if it did, I feel like I would have to get another mini to leave at home with Manny. But then, what is Ben upset that I'm taking him to a show without his mini friend? You see, do I, I need four horses? Is that what's happened? No. I'm not sure what to do. You know, the Godolphin Arabian had a cat. He didn't, you know what I mean? Like Sham, our wonderful friend from King of the Wind, Marguerite Henry told us he had a cat named Grimalkin. Grimalkin? Grimalkin? Grimalkin. And he was fine with his cat friend. Thank Bless you. you. I, I do have a lot of allergies right now. He was fine with his cat friend. So why do we have to keep buying horses for our horse friends this this wonderful foundation stallion of the entire thoroughbred breed was fine with a he was fine with a cat it was fine you know what it's funny like ferris loves cats like he absolutely adores them he would be fine with it but um when i was in california for the monty roberts um join up and you know we were doing this whole movement thing and i'd asked him i said you know i have this pony he's Can terrified I just say something? of the trailer when you said the monty yeah. roberts movement in california do you know the end of the 40 year old virgin 
where they're all like singing and waving banners and singing the age of Aquarius. Live of the Aquarius. I feel like that's what you were doing. <laughs> if no, that would that sounds that amazing. I would 100% go for there. It was really, really cool. First of all, the property is ridiculous. I mean, um, it's just ridiculous. And since I've been there, they actually added a mountain obstacle trail that course. That sounds really scary. Which is, you know, you could board your horse there. Like, people can board their horse at Monty Roberts But, it, like, mountain, tra- that sounds frightening to me. I don't want to do mountain obstacles. No, I mean, they put out, like, little bridges and then, like, you know, big trees and, like, rock areas. Like, so you can, it's not in the mountains. Oh, it's just, like, the obstacles you find in the mountains. mountains. As a theme park exactly. fan, I'm more comfortable with simulated mountains than real ones. This is acceptable. Yeah. I mean, it's real trees and rocks and stuff. <laughs> but yeah, um, they do have mountains that you can ride in there. Uh, but there's mountain lions. So like would not recommend um, no, for me. That's very personally. scary. I know Debbie, Monty's daughter, does ride out there and, and does take people out there. But um, not to digress. <laughs> but when I was out there, he told me his piece of advice was to get my pony a goat <laughs> and just bring the goat with me yeah. in the trailer. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess because goats are small, they're not too loud, right? They don't holler. They just make goat noises. So you could leave it in the stall while you were out showing or whatever. Well, I mean, I don't think I'm necessarily going to focus on that as like the fix all to the trailer things. However, that being said, I would like a couple of small goats uh, when I have my property because they could eat yeah, all the poison definitely. ivy. I've, I really feel like in the coming like in the summer I'm gonna get some mini goats because that's when the poison ivy comes up here like it's gone now and you would never know it was here but in the summer it freaked me out because I've actually never had poison ivy on my property before because I've always been on like pasture land or swamp land but now I'm in the forest and there are different scary plants here I didn't know what poison ivy really looked like oh yeah It's very frightening. Uh, And then it kind of vanished in fall. So I said, okay, that's good. That's good. That's good. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I guess goats it is. And the mini goats are cute. Are you going to get mini goats? or? Yeah. They're so cute. And actually, my friend raises them. um, She breeds them and raises them. And she has said to me that the reason she has the goats is because they're better than a dog. They're like friendlier. They're sweeter. They love people. Um, but they're less maintenance. Mm, than yeah, a dog. dogs are high maintenance. <laughs> we were talking about how yeah. we don't have a dog right now and how that's kind of relaxing, which feels like the sacrilegious thing to say. But dogs really do. And you know, when you've you know you have three dogs that must feel like six thousand dogs the way they <laughs> manhandle you. <laughs> they're awesome. You know, for the most part, it's fine because we're like mm. a well-oiled machine. I expect nothing less from my family. <laughs> um, no, they're, you know, they're great. And having three, I just, you know, you choose the leader and then mm-hmm. everybody follows. So we've got a, a method, but but they are high maintenance. And I'll tell you right now, the dog vet bills are way more expensive oh, oh, than Oh, small vet animal bills. vet bills are ruinous. Yes. And when you try to buy anything yeah, and we to just do found yourself, out. you go to the pet store and they're like, we have 8,000 kinds of pet treat. I'm like, okay, but I need something, you know, medical. Oh, no, you must go to the vet. What? For everything? <laughs> I know. Horse people are like, I'll just do it myself. Oh, you need an IM shot Come into on. the muscle? It couldn't be okay. easier. Just sell me the... I had to show someone how to do an Adequan shot Jeez. for their dog. <laughs> it's so normal yeah. for us to do that with the horses. But yeah, no, Gonza Blue Assist, uh, 
like a week or so ago and uh, has been dealing with that. And now, unfortunately, the cyst looks like it's relatively fast growing and it's on it's it's in a rough area, let's just say near the spine and the tail. Yep. So with his hip dysplasia, we have to excise it. So that's going to be a fun little bill. Oh, right my before gosh. Christmas. Yeah, I had a I had a. I had a, a cyst situation with a beagle, and it was just, just, ugh. Yeah. A mess. They're a mess. Yeah. Yeah. High maintenance. High maintenance. So goats, goats, we've all agreed. All right. Uh, we're going forward. Yeah. It's goats And I really want, somebody posted this in, you know, we have our Facebook group, right? The Adulting with Horses Facebook group. And I have a reader group, which I will not share the name of because it's in the backs of my books and you're just going to have to read my books if you want to be in it. Um, But somebody shared the cutest goat milk soap that somebody had done. Yeah, like a little Christmas pony in. And it revived all of this interest that I have in, I would really like to make goat milk soap. Don't ask me why. All right, I just, I get these weird ideas. And I would like to make scented candles uh, I would just love this. I feel like nothing would fit into my busy lifestyle more than getting super into dairy products. And <laughs> are you gonna go yeah, milk the? Goat I gotta go milk. I, I need. I have a book due, but if I don't milk my goats and make candles today, my orders won't go out. I'm an idiot. I would. I would do it for the raw goat's milk because that's a wonderful probiotic for the the dogs and the cats. And you it's can probably I think me. even actually feed it to really? the horses. Dairy for horses. All I have right, to check, check that. that one. I have to fact um, check that one. But the dogs and cats, absolutely. What about me? And cheese. Goat cheese. Oh, absolutely. And it's so easy what to make goat cheese. Just leave it out in the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend that for any cheese. <laughs> that's how you make cheese. That sounds like that's a terrible how, well, idea. You, have you ever read the thing like um, different climates uh, indicate what kind of dairy products a culture created, right? So the, in the hot, hot Middle East... They came up with yogurt and in the cold, you know, north, they have hard cheeses like and then in France, the greatest place on earth, they have every kind of dairy product because they're amazing. And they have caves uh, and perfect temperate weather. So so, yeah, so if I leave goat's milk out, it will turn into something. Yeah, you have to leave it out, but I don't know about that. Would be the runny sun. kind, runny cheese. Is that disgusting? Uh I don't know. I just like I am lactose well, intolerant. Right. <laughs> so. I always make really good. I always become super good friends with people who are lactose intolerant. And then I talk way too much about cheese. Like this is my whole life. I I always talk too much about cheese and ice cream, my two favorite things. Uh, and I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all the times I've talked too much about cheese and will in the future. Listen, I love cheese. I love it with an unholy <laughs> passion, but I can't. My I body hates it. Okay. Yeah. You know, fun fact: my mom didn't tell me I was lactose intolerant until I was in my twenties. So she knew. I, I suffered my entire life. I would have like massive bouts of running for the bathroom and finding a random bathroom, like while sitting on the beach and like being miserable for hours, all because I didn't know I could have mozzarella sticks oh my without God. repercussions. Yeah. So anyway. Um, yeah, I hate my mom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she was like, I thought you knew. I'm like, why would I know? <laughs> so goats. <laughs> Anywho. Thank you for being a little weird with us, horse girl. 
If you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to our podcast on your player of choice. Follow us on Instagram at Adulting with Horses Podcast, or even better, join our Adulting with Horses Clubhouse on Facebook, where you can become part of the show. Also, it's a great place to meet other horse crazy women. Thank you.